Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is the football podcast. We're all here this week, so plenty of predictions to be had, even if there are a few less games to discuss. We have, however, got all of the games from last week to go through, and any football news, and not to spoil it, but there is actual breaking football news at time of recording. If you're checking us out, well, let's face it, wherever you're checking us out, you can subscribe. It is possible. You have the tools. So uh, if you could, it would be amazing. We can add you to our crew of CookieCast subscribers. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. When she's right, she's right. Uh, look at all those lovely faces. For all you watchers out there, lots of lovely faces. For all you listeners out there, it's just me right now, isn't it? Uh, there, could be, there could be no one here for all you know, but let's rectify that. Paul? No one's saying anything. No one's saying anything. No one say anything. I mean, you've, you've kind of ruined it already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just ruined that. So. This guy. Ooh, what's this? Someone's on brand. Ooh. Oh, nice. Sort of, sort of. Look at that. Doing a collab, isn't he? I mean, I mean if, if this isn't the indication that if you're a listener, you need to become a viewer, then... And subscriber. Nice. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh. Now, that, that's more important than anything. Don't be, a, don't be a listener or a viewer. Just be a subscriber and do everything. But yes, I'm here. I'm borrowing Andy's material here. I'm here. He's here. The other two are here. Which means it can only be one thing. The other two. Thanks very yeah. much. Thing one and thing two, are you? Don't you worry about it, voice number one. <laughs> I'll take number one. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's absolutely right, voice number two, that you've just been relegated to after that little uh, outburst. Uh, right. Yes, the, uh, the voices you may hear in the background are uh, known to you all as uh, regular contributors to the uh, Cookie Cast format. Uh, we are here for football talk, as uh, as is the uh, as is the case. So obviously, um, Andy, as the host of the Cookie Cast, is is right there. Um, he's waving for all those of you that are listening along. Um, we're also joined by um, Hull City's Stuart Woodmansey, and uh, last but certainly not least, we are joined by Nottingham Forest for now, Matthew Moore. Teetering on the edge <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> we'll get to that later on. <laughs> but yes, so welcome along to your weekly fix of football based. It, well, it is nonsense, really. We'll just call it what it is football based nonsense. I believe, I believe Matt called it uh, earlier a, uh, a support group. Um, if I'm honest, you know when, 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 all, when all four, when all three of the teams that are involved in the podcast begin the uh, begin the week in the bottom six of the table, I would say yes, it certainly is. It's a support group for um, abused football fans. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but one, one, one of the one, you know, spoiler alert, one of them is no longer in there. 
so he can go fuck himself, so, you know. <laughs> strong start, Matt, strong start. Wow. <laughs> Somebody's loaded all of his ammo tonight, let's put it that way. But he's expending all ammo. All ammo must go, it's a fire sale. He's been uh, shots left, right, centre, and the back, whatever. Again, uh, as has been said before, shots must indeed fired. But unfortunately, it's into the not in school. Um, so, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Fastest gun in the West, baby. Oh. Uh, yes. So, obviously, the format has it. Well, if it has a format, obviously, we 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 could we could just be going wildcat formation at this point. But we usually talk about last week's results. And we see how we predicted those results and whether we've got any points to uh, to go through. So, I believe Mr. Cook is ready with the book. That definitely rhymes. Mr. So, Cook, why don't you uh, jump in? Mr. Mr. Cook. Cook does have the book. Uh, I think a few of us. I feel, I feel Matt's kind of done, done the best out of all of us because although he got no points, he got no points for a reason. And that reason is he didn't put any predictions in. Now, the rest of us, I think we need to have a little chat about what our excuses are, because, Jesus, it's not a point-heavy week. Will you accept that our teams are dog shit? Honestly, I've had to reevaluate the way I look at uh, the, three, <laughs> the three teams. At this point, if Andy won't accept that our three teams are dog shit, I think us three... Just need to accept that our team's a dog shit. <laughs> Speaking of dog shit, uh, Coventry City took on Middlesbrough. Uh, fucking mighty. Go on, get out of the way. Paul? You can take it from that, but that was obviously it was a thumping Middlesbrough win. No, there was a thumping. <laughs> that was just Paul's head against the wall. <laughs> donk, donk, donk. If you'd have left it at two donks, I'd have gone with was that the uh, goals that were not, scored not, against you. Not team. good. Not good at all. Let's put it that way. Ugh. Go on, tell Both. me the score. Coventry 2, Middlesbrough 0. They well, were in the room as well. I couldn't even give them a goal. Do you, know, do you know what? Probably would have been able to accept it if it had finished 1 0 or if it was finished 2 0 and that guy didn't score the second. But the fact that that guy. Scored the second goal, just made it even worse. What's in my corner? Is that the beef himself? Ugh. So, guess who predicted Coventry to win? Nobody. Nobody. You are right, Matthew. Nobody predicted Coventry to win. Even that, so, I didn't predict things. I'm predicting things right when I'm back on the on the on the on the pod. So this is why we need you here, Matt. So that you can actually predict things correctly. So, uh, would you, so honest honesty, time. What do you think your predictions would have been had you have uh, had the time to give commentary to Middlesbrough? I don't think it would be picking that. Oh, it would have been a draw, probably. That was also not the case. So uh, no points. Yeah. Still, no, no points. still no points for you, Matt. Um, I, I, I predicted two 0 You did. Just the wrong way. Just, just the 
wrong way. Around. You don't get to the, the way the the way the predictions work is you don't just get to hold up a mirror every time you get the result the wrong way around. <laughs> Damn it! Why not? That would be superb if you could just take that to the bookies and just be like, no, no, this is this is what I meant to. Book. No, I meant to write it the other way around and not write down the goal scorers of the other team. I've I've written my prediction in the same way the Americans like to write their day and yeah. month for. <laughs> so nobody predicted Coventry to score. So here's here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. Uh, that's no points for predictions and uh, that's right no points for goal scorers so four zeros running in a lovely line that annoys me because I'd quite like to hear you pronounce the uh, first Coventry goal scorer please Gaiocas Victor is uh, what you're looking there at. we go <laughs> Oh, what was the first goal scorer called? I think I think his name's Gyukaresh uh, or something. Like that. I think I can see that. Forest. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he was the guy who scored the equaliser against Forest on the first game of the season. I was waiting for somebody to lay in the joke about he indeed was the victor, but you know, whatever. Leave me hanging. Uh, Waghorn. Get out. Or Waghorn scored the other one. Yeah, we're not pronounce that very differently, but it yeah, rhymes with yeah. uh, something else. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, probably not a word that can be broadcast without, uh, you know. Scores next Tuesday. And the next Tuesday. Right, 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 I thought he was talking, like, I thought he got the footballs mixed up because I heard him say something about a punt. So, Swansea <laughs> City took on Hull. Um, they did. I say that. Can I just te- can I just check? Did both teams turn up? Is that why? Yeah. No, they, they they decided that the better use for nine minutes would just be to sort of play Scrabble or something in the uh, in the changing room. Okay. Chestnut. I mean, the the guy who scored for Coventry, you, you got a hell of a Scrabble score for. So you know that. <laughs> yeah, you certainly would have done that. So, but yeah, one one of the teams turned up, Andy, uh, but neither of them scored. It's interesting that's true because over the three actual predictions that went in the book, follow along with me. One of us had Swansea to to win, one of us had Hull to win, and one of us had a draw, but with goals. So, talk about covering all the bases. Unfortunately, as a draw was predicted and tech. Technically, I still feel I need to go back to the rule book on this one. But technically, a draw did happen. Can I just call absolute bullshit on that one? If you'd have predicted the draw, you wouldn't have had any problem giving yourself points here. That's because I am disabled when it comes to (laughs) predicting football games. I can show you. I can show you. uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least. A season, if not a couple of seasons worth of predictions here. Who's this guy? Jay? Jay? I don't know. Um, anyway, Paul, congratulations on your one point. I've shot. My, I've proper shot myself in the foot here. I've proper shot myself in the foot here. Because uh, in the Nottingham Forest Cardiff game, 
uh, somebody got <laughs> somebody got a point. Go on, Matt. What was the score in the Nottingham Forest Cardiff game? I mean, to be honest, this is this would be this is the this is the called the Matt special. What do you predict the Forest score to be? Two one to the other team. Um, so Forest surprisingly for this season took the lead, and you know, friend of the podcast, um, eternal hopeful of being scored. Lewis Graben got his first goal of the season, um, and it was going swimmingly. And then the uh, the footballing mastermind that is uh, Mick McCarthy uh, made a double substitution that brought on Kiefer Moore, you know, bringing kind of upset to the family name. Oh, um, lovely! All well. He brought his he brought his lamp post with him for a game, did he? That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they brought on Co- uh, at the same time they brought on Colwell, who uh, scored a brace and turned it round, and you know, that was that. So, here's the thing. Paul, stroke a genius, predicted 2-1 to Nottingham Forest. <sighs> had had uh, no faith in Graben to get a goal, but thought, lolly, he's our man. Stu picked up the best get a, best get a, a draw on the books, as we like to do. Um... Also did not pick up any goal scorers. I, having pushed Nottingham Forest out into the sea on a boat, fired a flaming arrow into that boat, uh, actually put Cardiff down to win. <laughs> so uh, I got a point. I did not get a goal scorer. So take solace there. So... If anybody is keeping score, other than me, so far for the week, Paul's got one point, and so have I. <laughs> All to play for. Something's gone tragically wrong here. Um, I think this is what the bookies might dream about, to be honest. We... Tell you what the bookies don't dream about, there was a week a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago where I think there was one game uh, in the conference, but finished nil nil. But every other game was both teams to score and over two and a half goals. So if anyone had taken out that coupon, the bookies would have been. <laughs> so uh, we had we had to wait for games to finish this evening. So we filled our time with other juicy. Not, not to not to date not the podcast. To date it. But we did fill our time wisely. Do go and check out some of the other podcasts we have to offer. Stu might yeah, give, Stu might give, give some uh, idea of what that might have been. But what we weren't waiting for was Hull City's result against Blackburn. I mean, that that's a subjective opinion, Mr Cook, because uh, I am still waiting for Hull City to get a result against Blackburn. Mm. <sighs> Unfortunately for Hull, it didn't go particularly well, and uh, Blackburn scored two goals, and Hull scored absolutely nothing. Um, in the predictions, we, I'd kind of swayed away from it as it hasn't really particularly happened yet this season. Absolutely should have gone back to the old boys rule, 
because Daniel Ayala popped up with one, bullet header from a corner, and everybody's favourite Chilean, Ben Brereton Diaz, who I'm pretty sure was probably just called Ben Brereton before he started playing for Chile. He's um, still only called Ben Brereton. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what's wrong. Come on, how does that happen? Do you, do, you, do you get to play for Chile by deed, Paul? Or like, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think this is this is even better than the Matt Ritchie situation. So Matt Ritchie, Scotland international, uh, his first time he ever set foot in Scotland was the first time he played for Scotland. <laughs> I think, honestly, Ben Burren could be a person who has represented his, his, his national team more times than he's been in their country. <laughs> I, don't, I, I honestly don't reckon he's ever been to Chile because all the Copper American games were in Brazil, weren't they? So, and that's when he made his debut. But yeah, he's been to Chile when it's cold, you know. He does play in Blackburn. Oh, here we go. At least it's not me doing this. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ben Brereton Diaz scored the second. No, oh, not Ben Brereton Diaz. It's just Ben Brereton. For God's it's sake. not. According to BBC Sport, it is not. It's not. It's Ben Diaz. He's just dropped yeah. Brereton now. Yeah. 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 Diaz. Oh, God. Oh dear. He's fully invested in that Chilean side. Hang he on a minute. I'm just looking at who got points out of this game. Somebody certainly knows who uh, Diaz is. That's right. <laughs> Complains about his name, but he predicted him to score. Didn't predict him to score. Did he? Do you, do you know what? Minus points. We discussed it. Uh, put me down if I've, if I've put Ben Burrett and Diaz. Give me minus points if you want. No, you didn't. You put Diaz. Uh, in that case, um, give me minus points because I deserve it. Because that's not. Like well, I want to see his birth. I want to see his birth certificate before I start calling him anything. <laughs> so, uh, no. Uh, well, no. It's one of those things. It's it's always good to have faith in your own club, isn't that right, Stu? Because uh, well, Stu, Stu, Stu managed to get some points out of this prediction by uh, going against his own team. Uh, so there was a point there. Paul, by incorrectly naming a footballer, uh, also got a point. Um, and this guy, that's right. True to form, back to getting no points. Speaking of no points, who's going to do the honours on this one, gentlemen, seeing as Nottingham Forest took on the mighty Borough? I'll let him revel in his Well, so, obviously pulling back the curtain and peeking behind said curtain, um, obviously, not to not to date the podcast at all, but we've been we've been recording this evening prior to this particular recording. So tune in to your uh, to your local podcast feeds for this month's edition of the Pursuit of Happiness, soon to be available to all podcast feeds. Um, but we, whilst recording that, obviously the Middlesbrough versus, or the, sorry, the Forest Middlesbrough game was ongoing. 
Um, and if you were, if you happen to be a viewer of the podcast, watch for about the thirty to forty minute mark for when my face does this. Uh, because uh, the first Middlesbrough goal was uh, what can only be described as a bit of a screamer. Um, it was scored by Andros Sporar for his first for his new club. Um, and into the second half, there was a second goal in the game. Sadly for Mr. Moore, it was not scored by the boys in red. It was scored by the Borough, and it was an absolutely horrific goalkeeping error. And not by Bryce Samba, uh, which uh, means he'll probably be back in for next game, as uh, Mr. Horvath didn't exactly cover himself in glory on what I believe might have been his debut, unless he's played in the cup games, I suppose. Played in the cup games, yeah, yeah, but this is like league debut, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he'll be playing much more, to be honest with you, because he, uh, he almost got caught out a couple of times earlier in the game when uh, the Borough lads were closing him down on his kicks. Um, not goal kicks, obviously, but just his kicks out. Yeah, he, he dawdled on the ball a little bit too long. Arnold Hernandez closed him down, blocked the ball, and then just had a tap in from two yards. So, not not great from a Forest perspective, unfortunately. So, the game finished 2-0. Indeed it did. Uh, what's interesting here is that this is the heaviest points prediction of the week. Um, Paul, you correctly predicted that Middlesbrough would win. Not quite the right prediction, but it's still worth a point. Uh, what you also did, was you also correctly predicted one of the goal scorers. Stu, you followed in Paul's prediction by saying that Middlesbrough would win but again not not quite enough faith in the in the Borough boys uh, so luckily for you it's a point um, I was devastated however because I wanted Middlesbrough to get that 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 third goal uh, to get my 3-0 prediction uh, the, the the juicy two points. Um, of my three individual goal scorers, I did not correctly get any of them. So, just one point for me. What does that do for the week? I hear you ask. Well, like I say, second half of the week, a lot more points on offer. Uh, in no particular order apart from a particular order. I ended the back half of the week with one. Stu with two. Paul with three. Adding those totals up, me and Stu ended with two, and yet again, smashing it home like a Middlesbrough goal, Paul with four points. Now then, I believe there is cup action this week, and what that generally does is it means that there are only three games. Only Three games. Three chances to get points. Three chances for the home teams to get uh, get themselves some points. First game of the week, we've got Hull City going up against Sheffield United. See, there's your first mistake, Andy, because you said that the, uh, the three teams will, will get points. Uh, that ain't happening. I can just put it out there right now. As I am well known as being uh, ever hopeful. 
<laughs> as we will, right. as we will see by the uh, predictions that I've put on this book, you will, you will all laugh heartily. Um, I have gone in. I have gone in already. Uh, Stu will go last. So, Paul, Matt, would what one of you like to take take the honours? Do you want me to give you mine? Give you a little taster. Uh, I tell you what, why don't, you, why don't you sandwich your prediction in between mine and Matt's? Okay. Uh, I don't think Sheffield United are anywhere near good this season. Um, I know a few people have tipped them up to be promotion prospects. <laughs> um, but um, I think they've started the season bang, absolutely terribly. Uh, they're leaking goals. They're, they're, they're not very good. Um, so I would like to go for a 1-1 draw, please. Goal scorers? Um, my boy Lewis Potter hasn't scored for a while. Stick him down to, uh, to bag. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if he's injured or not, but I haven't heard the name Ollie McBurney said for a while, so I'll, uh, I'll go for him to score, please. I heard it just now. I have a little bit more faith than Paul, uh, although my faith is waning. I've gone 1-0 to Hull. Wilkes to score. Look at that face. <laughs> It looks like I just shit in his Sunday dinner. Matt? I've gone one each. See? Catching. Just like shit. <laughs> I've, I've missed my weekly butchering of somebody's name. So, uh, McGinnis? Have we all just picked the guy that we picked as the top scorer for all? I think so. Every I think so. It's been a while, I can remember <laughs> Um, and Billy Sharp, just you know. I was gonna go Billy Sharp. Yeah. Go on then, Stu. Tell us all where we've gone wrong here. I mean, I'll, I'll firstly start with Paul. Paul, are you forgetting the fact that Sheffield United beat Peterborough six-two? You clearly are. You they all, beat you Peterborough. All, they yes. beat Peterborough. They couldn't, even, they couldn't even beat Preston. Preston are garbage as well. Yeah, have you not seen the league table? Have you not seen the recent form? Hull, as much as it pains me to say, are absolute dog shit. And they are absolutely not better than Peterborough at this point in time. So, mark this one down. You boys have all picked Hull for points. I am predicting Hull City nil. Sheffield United, four. You are... <laughs> Right, give me a point now because I got Stu's uh, prediction correct. So that's what, we, that's what we need to start doing. We need to start predicting what we think the other guys are going to predict for this week. Like the Inception podcast, like predictions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've gone for Billy Sharp to net twice. And Daye, I'm assuming that's correct. I don't even know who that is. And uh, Fleck. Ah, John Fleck. So, okay. we, we have got the uh, benefit, I'll use that term loosely until the uh, results are in, 
of uh, allegedly George Honeyman and Alfie Jones coming back from injury. But as Hull haven't scored now in around six hours. Whoa, whoa. Breaking news for the podcast. Chris Hewitt's been sacked. No, uh, but it does involve a club that is quite close to all our hearts. Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Um, I've just put on the Sky Sports news feed to see if I can find... Oh! Oh! Double breaking news on the podcast. I was going to say, I didn't even know that before. Um, oh, damn it, they've, they've taken off the banner. Oh, Christ. Um, but it said, What's apparently... Oh, Andy has no idea what's going on here. He's, this, is, this is all over the place. Uh, apparently, um, Derby have agreed with the FA a points deduction to be applied to the current season. How, how many points will be... We'll wait and see, but... More than two, hopefully. Let's hope it's at least double figures, because that's exactly what the punishment deserves. You'd like to think it would be at least ten. It should probably be about twenty, given their uh, questionable accounting. Let's put it that way. Let's put it let's like... Let, 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 I know we're in the middle of predicting, but kind of breaking news. They must have known this was coming. And it's genuinely infuriating. And if I was Rotherham or Wickham, who went down last year, I mean, Fox Sheffield, they got, they got what? Please. Yeah, because we yeah, But the problem is, they're going what compensation from Derby, who've got no money. <laughs> exactly. But Derby close, take, sorry, the, the statement says Derby close to agreeing in points deduction with the EFL after breaching rules on financial fair play. Sorry to jump in there, Matt. So they, 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 they submitted their their accounts that were obviously... The ones they submitted before were absolute dog shit. You know, I could have given it to Seb and Seb would have filled them in better. And, and, but we, you know, but then they thought, all right, well, it's all right, we'll get away with it. But they're going to get it, you know, they're somehow going to get away with it because no doubt... And, and, and this is exactly the way the season's going to go because what we're going to end up with... We're going to end up with Wayne Rooney at the end of the one end of the A fifty two, and we're going to end up with a similar. I can't use the word to describe the shit house that's going to end up at Forest because if 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 he ends up at Forest, I, I'm saying this now, I'm done. Genuinely, I'm done. Will but, you? Will you be? Would you accept it if he turned up at Forest in a full kit? I know. I want the Brian Robson half and half. Yes, exactly, that is exactly how it should be done. Well, this is the top to... casual on the bottom. For, for, those, for those of you that um, are unaware as to what Matt's referring to, um, John Terry this week distanced himself from the job whilst Chris Hewton was still obviously in uh, in charge. However, now that it's been revealed that that's not the case, who the fuck knows? It's if John Terry ends up in that job, Matt, I am with you on that one. If if John Terry managed my football club, I would be entirely done. It's like if Rob, it's like if Robbie Savage ends up as your manager or Joey Barton. Sorry, Bristol Rovers fans, but uh, we'll come to that in any other business. But you know, I just I think it's an absolute disgrace that Derby have managed to weasel their way out of not getting a points deduction last year. And then they're going to take it this year, and at the rate they're going, 
if, if Forest don't improve, if Forest don't improve, then that's one, that's one place taken. Peterborough and Blackpool do not look good, so then they're just going to get out of it on the fact that they managed to wait the season. And as well, it's that sort of thing where annoyingly they'll they'll get the sort of the ooh plucky derby ooh they're up against the league now and they're up against everything when everyone should be thinking no fuck derby let's let's hope they don't pick up and let's hope that that point deduction does relegate them because um, they deserve to be down where where legally does this leave chef wednesday from last it season? wouldn't it wouldn't leave chef wednesday anywhere because even without um even with the if the point deduction was applied it, uh, Wickham would have stayed up. So Sheffield Wednesday have no leg to stand on. I thought it was Sheffield Wednesday. That was why at the start of the season, if you remember, I think we might have covered this in the pre-season podcast, they actually released two sets of fixtures for Wickham and Derby, one each for the ah, championship yes. and for League One. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday were never sort of included in that. And it was all because it would have only been Derby or Wickham. I think Chef Wednesday sticks in the grill because... If I remember right, well, the they game. did get a point deduction, didn't they? The, the game of last season, like at the end of last season, was was wasn't it? Chef Wednesday Dar- or Derby Chef Wednesday, and whoever won stayed up basically. And then yeah, it obviously it was a draw, wasn't it? In the end, so yeah, two right. two. Um, so you could argue that maybe if Wednesday had pulled their finger out and actually won the game, then fair enough, they'd have had a leg to stand on. But again, they were helped out by the fact that Wickham went to the Riverside and just basically just decided just get their collective penises out and just slap them around the Borough Place face. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, back back to the uh, back to the current uh, the current time. Uh, apologies, Andy, we uh, we dived in there when you were right in the middle of something. So, but well, it, it was just breaking. Was breaking it was breaking news. It's going to be more current than that, could it? Um, unfortunately. As I imagine, the uh, the wound is quite sore. We do actually have to talk not on Forest football. Huddersfield Town versus Nottingham Forest. Um, as previously mentioned, uh, I have uh, burnt all ties with Nottingham Forest <laughs> in every sense of the word. So, uh, but they, they're going to have the new manager. In exactly. So you've now got a clean slate because obviously whoever Hewton's assistant is will probably take over as the caretaker or have they said it was the have they said it was the, it was been put in temporary charge Matt or not said anything it, 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 the 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 um the uh, the tweet was from like a an insider not a like, like an unconfer- kind of unconfirmed source and things like that uh-huh. right okay. if it's anyone I presume they'll clear house yeah um and it'll probably be Gary Brazil who's the uh, youth um, he's the head of the uh, development stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I, I think that could change. I mean, if you want, I'll I'll dive straight in. I'll yeah, give a, I'll give a prediction. Yeah. Um, you say Huddersfield are at home. Yeah, I suppose Forest have just had yeah. two off games on the on the so. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield are in good form though, which at the start of the season is annoying because they were one of my outside picks to go down. So they're kind of just they're they're kind of just wangling the old penis in the face, aren't they? Rudely. Um, let's go bold. Nil one. You were here, Matt. 
Golf That's all. Jump on the bandwagon, my friend. Um, I will go with Yates. He didn't score tonight, but he did get a yellow card. And uh, what a yellow card it was. He basically just decided that uh, uh, Marcus Tavernier was on the uh, was on the edge of the box. Uh, and he thought, nah, you don't want to go anywhere. Uh, just get to the deck. Uh, he brought him down with uh, what can only be described as a cynical foul. So he is, as always, a shit. I've got Huddersfield Town down to win 1 0. Rhodes to score. Stu. Stick me down for the same scoreline. But I've gone for Karoma to score. Okay, just leaves you, Matt. What's your team doing this week? Uh, I've gone optimistic as always. Three uh, one to Huddersfield. <laughs> Good man. You see, this is exactly what we were talking about before. Matt's predicted his team to lose three one. I've predicted my team to lose four nil. Welcome to the support group, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, hang on. Hang on. We haven't even got to the Borough yet. You, you all, yeah, you, you're. you're Loving life at the heady heights of the top half of the table. Oh, God, I'm, I'm riding on the crest of a wave after tonight's performance, which, <laughs> all intents and purposes, was fucking shit. But at least there were eleventh. You, you can you can shut your mouth. You're you're outside now. You're just, you can go and sit outside and wait on the oh, chair. Great. We're we're one of the we're one of the worst two of the bottom of the top twelve. Happy days. <laughs> we're bottom. <laughs> Bottom with one yes, point. Yes, but but you probably won't be born when that points deduction goes through. So there's always that. At least you can still laugh at Derby. <laughs> la, la, not bottom on a technicality is even though it's Derby, it just doesn't make it any better. As, as Homer Simpson said, the greatest two words in the English language. Default. default. <laughs> <laughs> right, give us some goal scars then. Uh, I've got to follow. I think he's a right back in me. What him? I think he's a right back in me, Henry Toffer. Good. He's scored two or three goals this season, I think. Jesus. And Hogg for, for Huddersfield. And I've got Garner the Forest. Did I miss one there? To follow Pearson and Hogg for Pearson, Huddersfield. Pearson, and Garner for Forest. The dog's joining in. Oh, you can hear him. <laughs> Just found out the result as well, Matt. <laughs> no, no, he, he don't, he don't no. care about Forest. He's, he's definitely a borrowed dog. That guy, that dog. Speaking of the borough, they're going up against Blackpool this week. <laughs> Paul, you get to uh, go last. Uh, Stu or Matt, do you want to take a take a shot at this? Well, based on their performance this evening, I've got them down to absolutely thump Blackpool. One nil. I knew he was doing it. I knew he was going with that. And cocky, cocky twat. 
he's gonna he's he's gonna come off the bench and score, seen as we predicted him early season. Ike Piazza is due now, surely. So he's on the bench tonight. I say he didn't start tonight. He did come off the he did come off the bench and looked again absolutely massive. I just can't get over how big that guy is. He's just absolutely solid. Well, they'll 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 knock on the door and then the barn door will score. So let's go for Ike Piazza for it to win one 0 I like what you're going with there, Stu. I've gone in a similar vein because I've got the same goal scorer. Uh, but I've got them down for two. Tavernier to score the other one. Matt. I've gone 2-1 for the Borough. And, uh, you know, getting the uh, Lewis Crabben um, top scorer of the season award. Um, I've got it Piazza as well for one of the goal scorers. I've got Crooks for the other one. And I've got Yates for Blackpool. Go on then, Paul. So you're all you're all massively optimistic on this. Blackpool is definitely a bogey side for Borough. Always, always, always have been. Like it always used to piss me off something rotten. Like whenever like they were in the same division, we could never beat Blackpool. Could never beat them, and then the last time they were in the division was that that the, like that was the first time we ever actually beat them. Uh, that was the season of the uh, also the season before they got promoted. Um, I'll go for a one-one draw. You'd like to think they'd be able to kick on now and like sort of cement tonight's win with another good performance on Saturday, but I just can't see it. Like, they're not playing well. They basically got the win tonight because the, the first goal was a. It just came out of nowhere. It was a bit of a. It just, it just pinged it and it's just gone straight over the forest keeper. Great finish, but I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he was ever in control of the uh, of the effort. I think it's just sort of come off for him. Um, but I will go for him to score again. So Spara. To get the Borough goal. The Blackpool goal. I mean, Yates is probably the, the sensible pick. But, don't want to go with that. Let's go with Shane Lavery. Oh, God. They've got James Husband. He used to play for Borough. Should have gone for him. He, he definitely will play. Um, yes, I'll stick with my original pick. Okay, like I said earlier, there are just the three games this week due to some cup goings on. Um, I, I feel we've had a chunk of news, but uh, let's discuss football news. What's been going on in the football world in the last week? On, on the back of the Forest news, I had down that um, a, a, an article, you know, you know, like when there's that thing when Facebook blatantly listens to you. What are you talking about? Um, it it reminded me last night that there was an article that appeared that it said that this was Forest's worst start in 108 years, and pressure was building on Chris Hewton. Obviously, now thanks to the breaking news earlier on, we know that Chris Hewton has now been sacked. Um, but up until tonight, each game had only been lost by one goal, so it was kind of tight margins. 
but it just shows you the, the, the difference that, that those can make, I guess. But yeah, worst starting 108 years is kind of, without meaning to rub it in, Matt, is, is kind of a, a big deal. <laughs> I think we, where did we have, I can't remember when we had the discussion about, like, which, who's had, whose team is the bleakest. And, like, you, you and Paul put kind of very kind of you know, worthy arguments, but I also kind of offered the thing of the fact that you've both been in the Premiership in between the time that Forest had been relegated. Um, you'd both kind of been to a cup final of some kind of sort in between the time that Forest had been last and last been in the Premiership. And like, I mean, I haven't had the pleasure of listening to him for a while, but. I know when Forrest got relegated from the championship the first time, like the last day of the first time last time that it happened, they played this bleak montage from like Forrest getting relegated from the premiership for the last time and then it's like here's David Platt and that went shit and here's the here's the playoff you know, semi finals against Sheffield United. Well yeah, that wasn't at least at all heartbreaking. Uh, and it, it was just kind of like this kicking, just a continual kicking. And the club, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't want it, it. It's you know, it's football, and I know it doesn't really matter. But you just kind of think, how how is a club so poorly run? And we've, I mean, God knows how much we paid for this guy from from Derby, who looks about five, and came out. He came out this week and was like, "Yeah, yeah I need three transfer windows to turn this around." And you feel like saying that's fine, but at this club, you don't get three transfer windows. Your manager sure as hell doesn't get three three transfer windows, and you know, like the forest forest fans are on on Hutton's back and. Some of his t- tactics are absolutely bizarre. You know they're so negative. It's 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 infuriating to watch. But I think I've, I've I messaged you guys before, and for a squad that is bloated, it is completely devoid of talent. And, and, and it, it, there's not. You look at the team and you think. I watched them and there's a massive gap between attackers and midfield and the ball just gets lost. They win the ball and it's just straight back to the other team and they're straight back on the attack. And I just, I can't see it changing. I just, I, I don't care who they bring in. Chris Wilder, John Terry, fucking... You know, dig Alf Ramsey up and see if he can do anything. Dig Cluffy up. It, 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 it's just... Oh, don't fucking... I'll seriously don't. <laughs> I, and that's another one. Add that to the list. I'll, I'll write you a list. And and, and if, if those people come to the club, I just... In the comments on the YouTube version of the uh, podcast, the, these are the people... <laughs> uh, Arrive, Matt won't be here next week. Is it? Is it that sort of thing? Do you think it's that like they're just missing like teams that are struggling 
I always feel they always need that that, that one player who will kind of just sort of like float around and if, if the chips are down he'll look to pick the ball up and just spark the game and like he'll, he'll look to get on the ball and he'll try and set the pace and he'll try and like dictate the play if he needs to drop deep to sort of like you know it's like send like ranging passes and stuff like that he will and they just don't like, have that sort of like, you'd imagine that like Lolly should be that sort of creative spark but he just seems like he's off the, off the boil for like a year at least it seems bizarre yes. that one, one match can, can implode a whole football club well, but I was just going to say, he seems like he's one of the people who seems to be like, affected the most by that game that kicked him out of the playoffs two Stone seasons games. ago. It, 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 I don't know. It, me huffing and puffing, like putting my hand over my mouth, doesn't make great podcasting content, but it, it, you just flummoxed I'm absolutely flummoxed at how how a team how a club can be you know like nobody nobody knows the the full details of Harry Arter's that Harry Arter coming to Forest but a thing that I read during the week is four million apparently we paid Fulham four million for him and the wages are upwards of 20 grand a week <laughs> that is criminal, isn't it? That's awful. And and by the end of last season, he was banished to the under twenty threes because he wasn't wanted around the first team first team squad because he was that toxic. What the hell? Like, it, I, I just it, it's bad. It's, it? that's, not bad. that's really really bad. It's a series of right. You know, and it comes across as xenophobic or whatever. Right, let's buy a foreign player who apparently is good in the league that they're already in, but can't hack it in the championship. And I don't want to be up oh, you do it on a very nice no contract. But you know, it's it's a it's a real kind of twattish British thing to say. But you know, bringing in shit player from the Greek league after shit player from the Greek league. Player from the French second division, player from the the sec, Dutch second division, player from you know you name it. it I, I'm going to sound really judgmental in it, and you know, put me on Sky Sports where British leads are the the English leads the best league in the world. Um, but the second division in France is not good. The second division in Portugal is not good. The second division in Spain is not good. And we're, that's where all the players that are coming in, Nuno Costa that we spent God knows how much on, he came from somewhere else. This guy that we were meant to sign in the transfer window that was at Sunderland for a heartbeat and Fulham for a bit was coming from the second division team in France. Oh, just, Mad- Josh Madger, maybe. That's the one. Oh, that, you know, Forest fans are like, you know, sticky situation across the board for everybody. Oh, it's going to be great when he comes to Forest. Why? What, what has this guy done anywhere? Because, you know, oh, he was great for Fulham. When? I, I missed him being great for Fulham. I missed him scoring goals for Fulham. And it's this kind of like, it, 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 it's, maybe, maybe in my head I've got it wrong, but the, the championship is not 
a difficult league to solve. Get yourself a 20 goal a season striker. Get you a, get yourself a midfield that can supply them with the opportunities to score and get yourself a decent defence. Now, I think Forest have got a good defence. I think their, their back four is pretty solid. Their keepers are a bit shaky at the moment. But when you spend 80 out of 90 minutes defending, something's going to go wrong. And there's no, like, you know, there's no outlet. There's no, you know, grabbing just doesn't look at, look, look good enough. It, or it looks like he's got aged. Uh, Taylor's not good enough. And they haven't invested in the right places. We've got God knows how many wingers. If anybody wants a winger, Forrest have about <laughs> 10 of the fuckers. So if you want a winger, we've got spare ones. Well, you know, well, you just signed another one on loan from Borough, so <laughs> I mean, fair enough. He can he can play right back or he can play right wing back and stuff like that. But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's that sort of thing where something is right and like the need to be like a long sort of deep overhaul at the club or something like that. Because like you said, it's, it's crazy that that what if you, you can almost track it to that one game against yeah. Stoke they just ruined them getting in the playoffs and ever since then they've just been on a slide the I hope I, I really really hope it doesn't go this way but the one the one thing I'd say is that if you look at where Bolton are now and you track to where their sort of like their fortunes changed it was a it was an FA Cup semi-final defeat against Stoke where they got they got absolutely pummeled 5-0 and since that day Bolton have just been on the slide. You know, like, there was this, like, on Forest Twitter and all that kind of thing, there was this big celebration that they kept hold of Johnson, they kept hold of Warrell and all this kind of thing. And part of me was like, no, just get rid. And it sounds terrible because you think, well, you know, this guy's a 10 million, apparently a 10 million pound defender. What could we do with 10 million? You could do a lot, you could do quite well with 10 million. You know, send, sell Johnson for 10, 10 million because he's not getting a game anyway. And when he does play, he's getting completely bypassed by the crap football that's being played. And I suppose, like, when, in, in this, in the division that we're all in, 10 million quid can basically buy the spine of a team. If you make the right purchases, it can buy you a top class, well, I say a top class centre half. For this level, a top class centre half, it'll buy you a creative midfielder. You might have to pay a little bit more. But it will get you it, and in theory, it'll, it it probably won't get you a 20, 20 goal a season striker, but it'll get you a ten to fifteen goal a season striker. We can go and fight. You can go and offer the top club in League One ten, twelve million for their well, top striker. Exactly. Ivan Tony's a perfect example, isn't he? Because he's basically, you know. basically had a season with had a season with Peterborough where he scored however many goals. He basically got his big money move to Brentford tore the division up and he's now in the Premiership so yeah is it double the Clark somebody at, at Peterborough uh, oh. Johnson Clark Harris yeah obviously I mean obviously he's still with Peterborough and he's not not exactly hit the ground running but you'd imagine there is goals in him and so right. he, needs the right, he just needs the right service he needs the right team to play around him and so that but yeah, tricky situation I think, but 
you'd, you'd imagine that like if it is if it is true and if Hewitt is gone, they've got that they, as as sort of as stupid as it's to say they shouldn't panic and just get someone in as soon as they can. If anything, they should probably like wait, take their time, assess the uh, assess the people that apply for the job, do their due diligence on those applicants, actually interview them properly, see how like see if they've got like a vision that they could take forward for the club, then appoint them, not just like make the, a snap quick decision. The, the, pro- the problem is, is that like with Houghton and Lamucci before yeah, they did that they did that shit housey kind of thing of oh look. We've sat the manager. Oh, we've managed to appoint the manager half an hour after we sat the last manager. And you're like, all right, so you've done your due diligence, but you've also just kind of like had someone in the pipeline already. And obviously the rumours swirling around with like Chris Wilder. I don't know. He did a good job with Sheffield United, but he seems like a one-trick pony that everybody's switched on to his trick. John Terry's just a, you know, a Frank Lampardy, Wayne Rooney appointment where you think, is he any good? I, I, I don't, I don't think so, and I hate the guy. I, you know, it, I'm, I know I'm joking about. I, I know it seems like I'm joking about it, but genuinely, if that, if that man is the the football manager of, of Forest, until he goes, and hopefully it's quick sooner rather than later, I am not. I, I can't. I, I'm not even going to look for the results. It'll just be right. I'm done. You know, I'm not. I can't. Don't bother because you know. And he could get them promoted. I just. I can't stand the guy and the fact that he'll take over. You know, he's going to be part of the coaching staff. Is just you know, and and, and maybe I'm putting a. I'm not putting a football club on a pedestal because I know that on the whole, people who run football clubs are shit houses as well, but. You know, I just can't. I can't stand him, and it's like you know, and put him in the Joey Barton, Robbie Savage, Martin Wagon. Take your pick out of it. You know, Wayne Rooney. You know, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do for Forest? Because I'm not being funny or anything. We've all seen who the mind is. At, at, you know, you can't say, oh yeah, he was. He had something to do with Villa's success. We've seen who the mind, who the good mind is at Villa, because the guy who's the good mind is still there. True, very, very true. You know, what I, I suppose you just have to sort of take it in, like you know, what will be will be the the, the guys well, that are in charge of the club. Hopefully, know what they're doing. And it's been it's been mismanagement since Fawaz arrived, and it's sacking managers every five minutes, and then kind of presenting these like knight in shining armors, and and then and then they're crap. So we get rid of them. And bringing people in, and yeah, I, I'm going to sit here and defend Stuart Pearce because he's the first, like the first kind of player that thinking you know, you know he's held, but he wasn't given time to do what he wanted to do at Forest. They got rid of him too quick. Yeah, and he wasn't. He wasn't there for long, was he? To be fair, he barely made it. Well, you know, I, I think I said to you guys, he won't make it past February, and he didn't. You know. But he wanted to build a youth culture, and he wanted to bring players through through the forest system and play it like that. And that wasn't wasn't glamorous enough. It wasn't sexy enough. It wasn't successful enough quickly enough. That's the problem, and like I think that's where club legends like sort of like they sort of they'll they'll fail in this new sort of like world because 
Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that like Jonathan Woodgate was an absolute legend for Borough, but he was a local lad. You know, he played for the club on two separate occasions. He was from the area. In, in theory, like you know, he got the ethos of the club. And when he came in, he wasn't given an awful lot of money to spend because obviously there wasn't much money there to to give him. Um, but the players he brought in were um, younger players that were earmarked for the future. It was a case of, and he, I think he even used the phrase, the golden thread. That, so the idea was that they were going to sort of build from youth and then like, have these players for the next, like, you know, five, six, seven years that could basically progress through the through the league, get them, up, get them promoted, establish them as a Premier League club and they build from there, like a Southampton sort of model. Like Southampton's a pretty, pretty like any team that's in the that's in the sort of the, the middle of the championship table now should basically look at Southampton or Brentford as the yeah. method of how to sort of run your club. You know, buy players. I mean, Brentford have taken it to the next level. And they do the sort of the whole money ball technique, like 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 the film and like. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, I think um, that's the idea behind the guy at Forest. That's what he's meant to be. Because obviously that was like what Barnsley were doing. Hmm. Well, I just. I just I, <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't see him being here in in eighteen, 18 months' time when he yeah. says that his plan will have come to fruition. And you just think, you know, last thing because you know we you, don't, you guys don't want to listen to me bitch and moan about Forest for half an hour. But you know, we signed two players in the transfer window. Do you know why they're not playing? Not registered properly. No injured. No. Can't afford their wages. No. Something really daft and simple and just indicative of the times that we're in right now. They've got massive thighs and they can't find shorts big enough to fit them in. <laughs> They've not been double jabbed. Yeah. They've got to go into isolation. <sighs> so they can't play for the club because they've they've been signed and they were still on international duty so then they, when they eventually came into the country they were like oh yeah they've got to spend 10 days in isolation because they've come from a, a red a red zone uh, what the fuck uh, I think that's as uh, <laughs> that's as good a yeah, place as any to sort of finish the, uh, the the podcast as such seeing red uh, <laughs> call that podcast. lovely lovely so gentlemen uh, this brings us to the point in time where I said to you have you got any other business um, yes but I will keep it brief as I'm pretty sure everyone's tired and wants to go to bed at this point um, but uh, I was very fortunate to take in my first live football of the new season I uh, was at Victoria Park for Hartlepool's latest home win uh, last Saturday, uh, they were playing against um, Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers, which meant that everyone was a Hartlepool United fan for the day, because obviously, for one of a better phrase, fuck Joey Barton, because, you know, he is a disgraceful human being. Um, and uh, the, the the point at which I kind of just sort of threw, oh, obviously I wanted Pools to win anyway, uh, the point that I uh, really wanted Pulse to win was when they, at some point in the second half they unfurled a In Joey We Trust banner uh. from behind the goal. And it was like, right, you can all get to fuck. 
Um, and uh, it was about that time, actually, that I noticed that uh, Pools actually scored the uh, the winner. Sadly, not in that end, because that would have made it even better. But um, poor game, really, really poor game. Really low quality, so many misplaced passes. Um, you know when you go and watch lower league football and it's just hoof it, hope that the striker holds it up and then knocks it into a guy and stuff like that. Uh, you know when you play that with a five a five foot seven striker? Yeah, it's not going to work, lads. So, um, yeah, that, that didn't really work for the first half for Pools. But they got, they got it in the end and um, was uh, was an ex-Newcastle Academy lad who got the winner, Jamie Sterry. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, gets a move in either the January transfer window or the end of the season because he is definitely better than that level. I think he has actually played in the uh, Premier League for Newcastle in the past. Um Strangely though, he got when he got released from Newcastle, he actually ended up. I think it was either Blythe or someone else in that sort of area, which I thought was quite strange because if you watch him play, he's he's hell of a player. He's 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 a, he plays as a right back or a right wing back, and he's he's like he's not rapid by by any terms, but he is up and down. He's got a he's got a proper engine on him. He's, he's all up and down the pitch all the time, and he's he's definitely. Um, not, not that I'm saying that he's better than Pools, but he's definitely better than that level. If he can get them, yeah. Pools, happy, happy days. Because yeah. also they, get, they seem to get released at like 23 now, don't they? Which is a little bit older. Yeah. And unfortunately, they seem to like miss a lot of kind of things. So you find a lot of them are at either Blythe or Gateshead. Yeah. Is it Madison? Was it Madison who was at uh, Gateshead who's now... Well, he was at he was at he was at Hull for a bit, wasn't he, Marcus Madison? But he's he's from the northeast, and I think he must have come through Newcastle's academy and they just bounced around from teams and that. But he ended up at Peterborough, didn't he? And that's where Hull got him from. But, yeah, I'm, was, we're not rushing to take him back, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just good to be back in a in a stadium ground. Pools is probably more of a ground than a stadium, let's put it that way. Ground, traditional. Um, exactly. But um, more than 5,000 there. Really good atmosphere. And they got the win. So, happy day. Fingers crossed I'll be able to uh, get to a Borough game sooner rather than later. I imagine you well, boys will probably have a similar sort of theory of, well, maybe not Stu. No, 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 no. 2nd of October. Ah. versus Borough so I, I'm keeping an eye on the uh, the website the tickets haven't been released yet but when they are released I will be in touch there you go live football in the Jesus right gentlemen if there's nothing else from the collective I'll let you all get away to your beddy buys and I'll go and uh get this sorted so the people can enjoy it in what will surely be a matter of hours thank you very much for joining me taking these lovely people through the world of football for another week and uh until next week i'll say bye to you guys 50 quid in the post for therapy thanks <laughs> wonderful if it's, if, it, if it's that monopoly money again i'm sending the buyers around <laughs> so there you go what do you think of that exciting football podcast lots going on lots to discuss as previously mentioned wherever you are checking us out whether it's video audio 
smoke signal. Uh, do subscribe because it's a big help to us and uh, lets us know how well we're doing, how we're getting on. And uh, yeah, all that stuff is very important. Thank you for listening. And if you've got two minutes, you can always jump over to thecookiecast.com. It's a little website, but it does have links, social media, and email, so you can get in touch with us. Let us know what you got going on. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. <laughs>